0: Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, nine wins, six wins on the road, four wins in the division, two wins with a backup quarterback, and the latter may be the most impressive. Colt McCoy, he delivered once again on Sunday, as the entire team did. But first, what great timing we have. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 500, and it starts now.
1: Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike
0: Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit
1: azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a
0: touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins!
1: Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike
0: Jarecki. Obviously, this wasn't planned as much as I like to plan things out. This is just incredible timing, MJ our 500th show, and it comes on the heels of a win in Seattle. It doesn't get any better than that. Wow. Man,
1: let's go back and reflect those first couple years, and obviously the team was trying to build something, and here we are today going into the bye week, Thanksgiving week. We're all grateful for a lot of things in life, and the fact is that we can sit here and have a great conversation. Wow. I mean, I got lucky when um, they, they paired us together. Um, I've enjoyed working with you, and it's uh, hope got 500
0: more. Absolutely. As they say, they didn't think it was going to last, and here we are, number 500 <laughs> on this Monday edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Before we kind of dive into the particulars, I want to reiterate something that we discussed on Cardinal Talk and how much different – today feels after a win versus what it would have been after a loss even though nine and two versus eight and three not a huge difference in fact you would still lead the division and you'd be the number two seed in the NFC if you were eight and three the difference though here and Rod Fredrickson brought it up you mentioned it I heard believe it was Zach Ertz postgame game winning going into the bye. It's the feeling and just how well everyone feels comfortable and confident about themselves. And also it's the narrative that this team avoided with their win on Sunday in Seattle 23-13. You lose that game, you go into the bye week having lost two in a row and three of four. Yes, an eight and three record, but it's What's going on? What's happening? And two weeks to listen to that. You're spending the holiday with your friends and family. You want to get away from things, but they're asking questions. What's going on? What's wrong? On the other hand, now you're going into the bye week having one, two of three, nine wins, the number one seed in the conference, a game and a half lead on the Rams in the division, Just that much of a difference. 60 minutes separating those two narratives heading into a much-deserved, well-earned bye week.
1: And considering you haven't had your starting quarterback,
0: you haven't had
1: your number one wide receiver, your your running back went down in the first quarter, um, and James Conner's done a great job. You, You would have eight different line combinations. I mean, so, I mean, just throw all that in there. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's a situation where you know a lot of people woke up yesterday and there were a lot of reports. You know, is Kyler gonna play? And I think when they found out he wasn't gonna play, they're like, "Oh boy, what happened last week?" And that's why you got to give Cliff Kingsbury and the coaching staff, and even Colt McCoy, he was dealing with an injury last week. Uh, this team plays different when they get a lead. And, and you could see they were pissed off what they put on film last week. I mean, that's, the, that's the word that Kingsbury used after the game. They thought they had a good week of practice. But you throw all that in the stew, Craig, and the fact that they're sitting here with the first team with a winning record uh, at this point in the year. Now, clinching a winning record. Cl- clinching yes. a winning record. Right. At no worse, 9-8. and eight. Exactly. And we don't think that's going to happen. And the fact now that they get the, they get the rest, they get healthy – and then they make a run in these final six games. But can't say enough about Colt McCoy. And, uh, you know, very humble guy, um, just just a really great teammate. I mean, I have a lot of respect for him, and I'm glad he got a chance to get back on that horse because a lot of times if Kyler would have came back and, you know, obviously the, the organization made the right decision holding him out, he, never, he may have never seen the field again this year. The fact that he can look uh, himself in the mirror and said, you know what? I learned from last week, and again, the fact that he's running this offense and he's running and he's under center, it's just – and I think it's also a clarification, again, for Kingsbury that this offense can work. If you get a quarterback that's smart and can recognize defenses, it doesn't always have to be the wow factor. It's getting it done and give the offense a line and the defense a line because that's where the
0: game was really one of the trenches. It was mentioned post-game and just reading between the lines. It does sound like Colt did not know until maybe Friday, late afternoon, Saturday at some point, maybe in the evening once they landed in Seattle. That's how close it was to your point. Colt McCoy perhaps never seen the field again. But three games now and four weeks worth of rest for Kyla Murray. Colt McCoy goes 2 and one Two division wins, two road wins in the division by a combined twenty-four points. He has left this team in better position than when he was handed the keys to the engine, if you will. Let's go back. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals walked off that field on Thursday night football, losing to the Green Bay Packers. At that point, Cardinals seven and one, the number two seed, tied with the Rams, who are also 7-1. and one. Now, Kyler Murray is going to come back hopefully after the bye week and take over a team that is nine and 9-2, the number one seed with a game and a half lead on the Rams. And a week from today, the Cardinals will either be the number one seed with a one game lead in the division or the number two seed with a two game lead in the division because the Packers and Rams play each other on Sunday. I hope Green Bay wins because for me it's winning the division first and foremost but I understand the flip side so again Colt McCoy your backup quarterback has put this Cardinals team in better position than when he first took over the reins and to me that speaks volumes about him and the decision that was made in the offseason to look for a backup quarterback that could handle the reins handle the load for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, however long until you got your starter back, but not lose much ground, if any. And, in fact, here they've gained ground with Colt McCoy as the quarterback. Well said.
1: And, you know, when he signed, you know, they said, well, we'd like to have you as the backup quarterback, kind of a mentor. And, and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, I could still play um, if you need me. And you started to see the relationship uh, more – off-season workouts, you can only see these guys for a couple hours. But in training camp, and just the interviews we would have, and how much he meant to Kyler Murray, watching film. And that was the big thing, game slowing down, and Kyler teaching him the offense, but him teaching him how to watch film. I mean, it's a match made in heaven, personally, because he's not looking over his shoulder. Kyler Murray knows he's a starter. Colt knows his role, and that's what your role is. When you're called upon, and and he had a great quote last night, it's my responsibility when I get this opportunity. Not like, oh, I never know if I'm going back in there. No, he said that's my responsibility. So when you know your role and you're the backup quarterback and you're pushing for the first guy, there's no drama. There's no looking over their shoulder, and that to me is what that quarterback room's about. And you throw in Cam Turner and Chris Streveler, um, again, it all starts with Kyler Murray, but the fact that he's got a sounding board, a veteran guy where he can ask questions and say, I don't know that. Okay, I'll teach you. And, that's, and that goes a long way, and we, we see the progress in Kyler Murray in his third year.
0: It might be one of the more difficult positions in the National Football League, the backup quarterback. You're always the most popular player amongst the fans, especially when the starter is not playing well. But it is difficult to always be ready, to prepare as if you're one play away. It's a cliche, but it's the truth. And then to be accepted as that role, to understand, to your point, your role. Everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to start, but there are very few individuals that can come in and say, I accept that I am the backup, yet I am going to prepare and bust my butt to if needed, I can go out there and perform. I'll go back to when Drew Stanton was here backing up Carson Palmer. Very few situations because the drama or always wanting to be the guy, how do you handle that? And Colt McCoy has handled it, absolutely phenomenally and it's why he's been in this league now what 12 13 seasons because he understands his position maybe when he first entered the league it was different but you learn and all of a sudden you can have a successful career as a backup whether that's quarterback or another position if you're accepting and understanding your own limitations and then hey I can play MJ the numbers are unbelievable Colt McCoy in these three games is completing almost 76% of his passes. Against the 49ers, it was 84.6. Sunday against the Seahawks, 79.5. And that is even with a couple of drops, especially in the first half. Running the offense, understanding what he can do versus what Kyler can do, yet you hear head coach Cliff Kingsbury discuss it. The offense doesn't change, and it didn't look like it changed against the 49ers or against the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, and you look at Colt McCoy, 21 rushes, 34 yards, you're going to go 1.6, but it's 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 a, it's a timing in the game. They're calling design runs for him. He's been able to, to extend plays. Again, he, I can't say enough about him. And you could see he's beloved in that locker room, and Marcus Golden got a chance to play with him in New York. And listen, I compare him to Drew Stanton, small sample, but when you look at their win-loss record, not the greatest, but when you're when they're asked to uh, to play a role when Carson went down or when Kyler went down, they stepped in and there wasn't a huge drop off. Ran the offense. I mean Carson Palmer, he was playing like an MVP that year. The Cardinals went 13 and three. Kyler was playing like an MVP. You're not going to win every game for a backup to come in. And what you said is right. Two road games, two division games where they know each other. Yes, he's new, but. Like Pete Carroll said after the game, they didn't do anything we didn't know. We've been going against this team for the last three years. We couldn't stop them. So it's just fascinating. And, you know, like I said, I I was really happy that he got a chance to play. Um, And now it's going to be set up for Kyler Murray, D-Hop, Jonathan Ward, Justin Pugh, hopefully. And I think that was the plan all along, that they're going to enjoy the bye week and get back uh, for the Bears game, as you pointed out. Chase Edmonds is eligible to come back for the Rams. So this is going to be – this is what they planned for. And the fact that they didn't have to sacrifice uh, wins to basically say, hey, listen, it's a long season. We need Kyler Murray. We need Deha. We need Chase. So we're going to put our best foot forward. And the fact that they won two out of three games, remarkable
0: second straight season Colt McCoy has beaten the Seahawks in Seattle don't forget what he did a year ago when he was with the New York Giants now it's 11 games it means absolutely nothing when we look back at this 2021 season if one the Cardinals don't make the playoffs two don't make a run in the playoffs yes they've increased their win total from three to five to nine now under head coach Cliff Kingsbury but again it's there's more. The expectations have changed with this starts. You can't lose sight of the big picture, and I liked what A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, Jordan Hicks all said as far as, yeah, we're playing very well. It's a lot of fun, but we haven't done anything just yet. So enjoy what's happening. Enjoy this road. Enjoy the journey but it's not finished because the destination is playoffs and playing into late January, knock on wood, hopefully February. But it's not just, hey, we're increasing our win total. We're ending a postseason drought. No, let's make some noise in the postseason. And I think when this team walks back into the facility a week from today, that has got to be the mindset. You enjoy this week off. Rest recover, but then you flip the switch and say, all right, let's get back to work.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, we always say it, at least I do. I mean they don't give out trophies for nine wins uh, before Thanksgiving. and Belichick and even John Madden would always say the season really doesn't start until after Thanksgiving. That's when teams start to separate themselves. but they've earned the right to be in this situation though they've earned it. They've did it on the field. And now if' we're, if we're sitting here in December with nine wins, all right, you got to win down the stretch, you got to get some help here they got six games to go, three home and three on the road. We know how well this team plays on the road. Um, I'm not going to make a prediction, but I, I think they're going to have a winning record the rest of this, the, the, these six games, and that will go a long way when it comes to seedings.
0: Pro Bowl voting is underway. Vote early, vote often, nfl.com slash Pro Bowl Votes. Voting runs through December 16th. Send your favorite Arizona Cardinals player to Las Vegas. The game is Sunday, February 6th at Allegiant Stadium. Kyler Murray, James Conner, Rodney Hudson, DJ Humphreys, Marcus Golden, Byron Murphy, Buddha Baker, a lot of players on both sides of the ball deserving of your votes NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Votes. As we continue here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 23-13, the final. Cardinals go into Seattle and win for the fifth time in their last seven visits to the Pacific Northwest. It was what we have seen, the formula for this team to win games, whether at home or on the road. Complimentary football, Getting off to a fast start, using the pass to set up the run. There were no takeaways, no giveaways either. That was the one item that was missing, as far as from a defensive standpoint, getting some takeaways for some shorter field positions. But offensively, MJ, it was the scoring drives 82 yards, 92 yards, 25 yards. That was right before, or that was at the end of the, excuse me, the beginning of the second half, and then later on, the game-clinching drive, 67 yards. So we're seeing this team win different ways or move the football, better said, in different ways as far as being able to score quickly or sustain drives because that first quarter, the Cardinals had the ball for 9 minutes and 27 seconds on a 16-play, 82-yard drive.
1: Yeah, and to me, look at the 16-play drive, touchdown. Look at the 13-play drive, touchdown. You look at the 14-play drive, missed field goal. A 10-play drive, touchdown. They also had a nine, which is another missed field goal. But yeah, I mean, it, again, it's when I say this, you're going to say, uh, well, every team should do that. It's just some teams, when you when you get a lead, all of a sudden you can start doing a little th- little bit different things on defense. Some teams start slow, and you know it's a four-quarter game. We all know it comes down to the last five minutes, but. It just seems like when this team can get a lead and they're not behind the sticks, and I'm sure you can say this for every team, but this seems like they can run their offense, they can utilize the running game, the play action, and then all of a sudden the other team has to kind of push the envelope a little bit, and that's where the defense comes in. I mean, Russell Wilson was pedestrian. Um, you know, obviously they didn't have uh, Chris Carson, but they were going to go running back by committee. The way the game started off, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was not a good first two plays for the defense and we'll get into that. Yeah. I, I want uh, to the, the the numbers yeah. on offense and specifically yeah. highlighting some players because there weren't there weren't great numbers. Yeah, Colt McCoy had 300 yards passing and two touchdowns so that stands out but as far as the running game is concerned I mean James Conner 21 carries 62 yards a touchdown he had 26 total touches in this game for 99 yards from scrimmage utilizing him in the passing game Rondell Moore 11 targets 11 catches but just 51 yards Zach Ertz had a great game A.J. Green had a great game a lot of different players contributed and that's when you get that Team win where you're like, all right, who do we single out? And it's hard whether you're talking about the offense or defense from Sunday.
1: Yeah. And just go back to last week. Uh, we know this team got off to a, a slow start and, you know, they played right in the hands to what the Panthers wanted to do. And when I w- did the postgame show, I looked at, you know, A.J. Green, uh, not very uh, productive. Uh, Rondell Moore wasn't very productive. And again, you know, when you look at time of possession and how many plays they ran, um, it's going to dictate what you can do. and then you, So in this game, Rondell Moore, 11 for 11, A.J. Green. He had four catches for 78 yards, huge catches, the 131-yard catch. Um, you know, Wesley's chiming in there. Christian Kirk, which he's been probably their most consistent receiver all year, uh, two for 25 yards, but it's the catches he makes. He could have had a touchdown um, obviously, they, according to the rules, he didn't have his uh, body in there. So, But, yeah, it's nice to see um, other players step up. But this team uh, needs more than just a couple guys each week, and we're seeing that. You know, Zach Ertz, I mean, he's kind of quietly putting on big numbers. I mean, he's averaging four and a half catches a game, close to 55 yards. He's got three touchdowns already. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I. but the big difference for me from last week to this week is playing with the lead. Uh, obviously Colt was the guy for the entire
0: game and they started spreading the ball around like they have with Kyler Murray. You bring up the shovel pass uh, to Zach Ertz on that opening drive for the touchdown and I watched it again this morning and immediately flashed into my head Cardinals Packers overtime Carson Palmer to Larry Fitzgerald for the win. Now I don't I'd have to look at it a couple more times you know how exact was it but and it was a tight end versus a wide receiver. But that's that's a sneaky good play as far as an offense being able to run because you lose sight of the tight end or you expect that motion receiver to come all the way across as opposed to kind of stop. And then there were great blocks by the offensive line. And Zach Gertz could have run in from 15, 20 yards, but all he needed was one yard.
1: I want to say that's the play that I think they bid on Rondell Moore. And that's when the shuffle passed because Cliff basically said it was a walk-in. If I am not, if I recall, I think that they were more worried about Rondell Moore in that situation. And that's why Zach Ertz was so open. A lot of pre-snap
0: motion. Yes. What do you call it?
1: Can- eye candy.
0: And we're seeing more <laughs> of that because it gets your defense, your opponent, to shift its eyes. And what do we always hear from the defensive players of the Arizona Cardinals? Your eyes—it's all about maintaining focus and not losing sight, not getting distracted by everything else that is going on before the ball is snapped.
1: Yeah, and, and again, people want to know why they don't throw the ball more to Rondell Moore. I mean, he's right—he's right behind Christian Kirk. Now we know Hop's missed some games. We know that AJ Green's missed some games. Wesley doesn't just have the uh, the reps and, and and the stats, but they are targeting him. I think people look at that four. 2-9 speed, like, why don't you just throw the ball down the field for him? Well, I could tell you this, when he when he goes in motion and he gets a pass and he sticks that foot in the ground, you cannot catch him. It's a five-yard catch becomes maybe an eight-yard eight gain. So I understand people saying, well, just put him on the outside and let him just – Kyler, that only happened one time and it was a broken coverage and Kyler was able to find him and he was wide open, but – He is really good at the line of scrimmage. When he puts that foot in the ground, you see the acceleration, and he can turn on a dime. So, um, again, I guess those are champagne problems.
0: Well, with with his speed, I understand, but it's his elusiveness, his ability to change direction on a dime just – throw the quick screen or underneath, and let him do the work. That's the sign of a good offense because you're getting the ball out of the hands of the quarterback quickly, and Colt McCoy, that's that's his M.O., and he made that perfectly clear after game one in San Francisco. I'm going to get rid of the ball quickly, and he did that. There were a couple of deep shots But otherwise, it's understand your limitations and what we need to do to move the ball up and down the field. And the Cardinals have been able to do that with Colt McCoy under center outside of what we saw last week against the Carolina Panthers. But receiving, Christian Kirk, 49 catches. Rondell Moore, 47. Now Kirk leads the team in receiving. A.J. Green is second at 538. DeAndre Hopkins still in the top four in both categories despite missing basically three and a half games because he was limited to 15 snaps against the Packers. You know,
1: the, the way that the um, the Chiefs, now they have, you know, all pro tight end in Travis Kelsey, you know, they, they have a good running game. We know Mahomes, but uh, the comp was Steve Smith, but also Tyree Kill. That's the way they use Tyree Kill. Now, because of Mahomes and, and Colts not going to hold the ball and, you know, run around and make a crazy sidearm throw. But that's how the Chiefs use Tyreek Hill. They get him in space and now off to the races. You're exactly right. According to next gen stats, he relied on quick passes and play action. Play action thirty three percent of his drops. He was thirteen for fourteen, hundred and thirty two yards and a touchdown. Quick passes, two point five seconds or less, seventy three percent of his attempts, twenty five of thirty two, two hundred and one yards, two touchdowns. That's the, that's the that's the game now. Get rid of the ball. I mean, and here's a backup quarterback where usually you pad the ball and you want to make the perfect throw. No. See, see the guy open, throw it to him. And that's the experience when you bring in a guy like Colt McCoy.
0: A couple things with that. Quarterbacks are getting the ball out quicker because, one, they have the playmakers to make plays. Two, defenses, especially edge rushers, are becoming more athletic quicker off the line of scrimmage and they want to make sure that they're not getting into the backfield.
1: And that's the reason why Rondell Moore's at the line of scrimmage. You would have to wait for him. Now, 429 speed, he can get down there, but I got to hold the ball. And now they're coming. And I'm and you can't lock on a receiver. That's the reason why he's at the line of scrimmage versus the 429 speed I'll uh, run down the field. There'll be a time and a place for that
0: couple of other items as far as not the big name signings or additions in the off season James Conner, who we've talked about, was not a first- or second-wave free agent addition, and his numbers don't look great when you kind of do the per-carry average, but he has a nose for the end zone. He's got 12 rushing touchdowns, 13 total touchdowns this season, and the addition of Zach Ertz, and very limited amount of time wearing the Arizona Cardinals uniform, he has three receiving touchdowns, and we're seeing the dynamics in play You lose Max Williams, you plug in Zach Ertz, and the tight end becomes a part of this offense.
1: Yeah, and and I really believe when they made that trade, it it brought some juice to the locker room. And you know, I I think he's going to have a big role down the stretch right here. Um, I think he's a guy that you would ID moving forward. Bring back Max Williams, and then draft him. It just sounds like he's really, um, you know, embedded in the community with uh, him and his wife. Obviously, a ties here and you know, his foundation and he wants to do a Turkey drive. So I, I just, I just think he's a great veteran guy. I mean, I, I know there's other guys out there like Odell Beckham, but I'd rather have Zach Ertz. I mean, he's just a team guy, and he likes being here. And whether it's Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray, they're still targeting him.
0: He drew a defensive pass interference penalty on Jamal Adams on that final scoring drive. It was third and goal. You get the interference, and all of a sudden, first and goal at the one, James Conner punches it in. Seahawks were only penalized twice. And I've brought this up several times here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona on the Cardinals sometimes it's not always how many penalties but when those penalties occur the Zach Ertz DPI on Jamal Adams scoring drive kept the drive going well the only other penalty the Seahawks were called was on the opening drive when A.J. Green drew a defensive pass interference call on third and eight and that set up the Cardinals first and goal at the two and we got Zach Ertz and the touchdown. So only two penalties against the Seahawks, but they both allowed the Cardinals to convert on third down, move the chains, and ultimately get in the end zone.
1: And it will show up uh, uh, in the game release, but it won't show up in the box score. I mean, and those are big situations. Those yards, yeah, the yeah. – the,
0: not phantom yards, but how do you account for moving the football down the field when that doesn't show up in the receiver's stats or the quarterback stats? DeAndre Hopkins has brought that up. How many times he's been interfered with, and all of a sudden, instead of you know six or seven catches, he has two or three. And it's like, well, I got you down closer to the end zone because they can't guard me, and they had to interfere with myself.
1: Yeah. Uh, again, and, and you look at the Cardinals, I mean, they're averaging four yards uh, on the ground.
0: Um, they have – you know, close
1: to 1,353 yards, 17 rushing touchdowns. Now, as for the opponents, 4.77 rushing touchdowns. But you talk about a team that still has six games to go, and they almost have 1,400 yards rushing. And and then you look at so they rushed 337 times, and they've completed 261 passes. Now they had 356. So the balance on offense I was almost 50-50, which you would never assume. I mean. Not so much the air raid, but just the way the NFL is going. Teams are running 11 personnel, okay, close to 67 to 70% of the time. That doesn't mean you're always going to run the football. But this is 50-50, and that's because of the offensive line
0: they are playing very well I'll say this though as it's been pointed out a couple of different times there have been a handful of low snaps from Rodney Hudson the one in particular obviously worked perfectly because McCoy <laughs> picked it up found Ertz <laughs> for the second touchdown of the game smart and, play but yeah and, and and I don't know if it's what the reasoning is obviously I think Hudson is snapping shotgun more than he probably ever has in his career is he getting tired i mean there could be a number of different reasons. There's no excuse for it. You've got to be able to get that ball back to the quarterback. But there have been a number of times, including yesterday, where you'd see McCoy have to bend down to get the ball. And even that split second, that millisecond, can affect an offensive play. Yeah,
1: because normally it's the feel. You, you see the ball coming, it's the feel. Because once you start to look down, you're taking your eyes off the defense, which your pre-snap read would be. I know I kind of have an idea where I want to go with the ball. Again, it hasn't cost them. Uh, we know how much he means to this. So uh, when you're snapping it, I, I think we get you spoiled when you see a guy play 65, 70 snaps, and you don't see that all day. It happens. I mean, um, you just don't have I, I don't want to see it happen in a playoff game or in the fourth quarter, but trust me, he's been a huge upgrade, so nobody's perfect.
0: Coming up later on this week, the latest episode of Cardinals Flight Plan titled Ready to Rise. It will debut on November 24th. Cardinals Flight Plan takes you behind the scenes, coverage you've come to expect, and you'll hear from General Manager Steve Keim, James Conner, Zach Ertz, and Marcus Golden. Again, Cardinals Flight Plan Season 4, Episode 6, November 24th, and you go to the Arizona Cardinals' official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash azcardinals. Really looking forward to that to kind of chronicle the first half of the season. The second half of the season we're right in the midst of, and that included Sunday's win against the Seahawks. Yeah, before
1: we talk about the defense, just quickly here, 40 minutes they held the ball. On Sunday? 40 to 20. 7 for 14 on third down. 1 for 1 on fourth down. Total plays, 79 compared to 49. That's the recipe. How many times has this team, you know, in the fourth quarter, been able to kind of keep the ball and, keep up, you know, obviously it was a tighter game than we all thought the way that it started. But, you know, Seattle wasn't going to ro- roll over. You still got to play four
0: quarters. And in order to get – to that plus 30 in plays run by the offense, you have to convert on third down. Seven of 14 on third down. They were five of seven in the first half, two of seven in the second half. But that allows you to run more plays. And, of course, when you're running more plays, you can get more players involved. Seven different receivers had at least one catch. Eight different receivers were targeted.
1: Yeah, Daniels was the other one.
0: And he had that drop.
1: Yeah. Now, you're going to look at, well, the only average 2.9 yards a carry. They got over to the 30 rushing mark. There, there's something I've always believed, again, if you're down, you got to throw it, whatever it takes to win. But if you can have balance in your office where you're rushing 30-plus times, it's it, it helps the balance of the offense. It also helps your defense where they don't have to be on the field. When you go three and out and you throw the ball 50 times, that's a recipe uh, for losing. Here, Colt McCoy threw the ball 44 times. If you'd have told me that on Friday, I'm like, you're trailing. No, it was what the, he, the, what the defense was giving him. And then when you got guys like Rondell Moore and, and, and A.J. Green making these catches and Zach Ertz and, and, and pressure uh, downs, that's the reason why they threw it. Whatever the game plan is, you, you gotta you got to adjust, but I think he did a nice job taking what the defense gave him.
0: Yeah, typically you get to that 40 pass attempt mark, it's not a good sign at the end of the game, but 30 or more rush attempts – that's a good sign cardinals hit both of those marks and were able to get a 10-point win again they are undefeated on the road all six road wins by double figures that to me stands out let's get into what also stood out about the defense here as we continue on cardinals cover two presented by hyundai proud partner of the arizona cardinals i was expecting to see russell wilson that we had come to expect prior to the finger injury and it is still bothering him you could tell that some of his throws a lot of his throws were sailing on him but it goes back to how the game started first play Rashad Penny 18 yard run Second play, Tyler Lockett, six yard completion. All of a sudden, the ball's close to midfield, and you're like, oh, geez, here we go again. Yet, what happens? Chandler Jones with a sack, Isaiah Simmons with a sack, back to back sacks. The defense gets off the field, the offense scores. That, to me, how many times have we come in here on a Monday morning and look back at Sunday and how did the game start? What did the offense do? What did the defense do? There's always one or two plays early in the game that set the tone, and I think that Jones-Simmons combo back-to-back sacks really set the tone, not only amped up the defense, but the offense now fed off that energy and was able to go on that extended drive. 16 plays, 68 yards, total of 82 in
1: net yards with a penalty, but held the ball for 927 in the first quarter. And then they held the ball 947 in the second quarter where Seattle only held the ball for about 10 minutes in the first half. So, yeah, again, um, and you could see the defense was motivated based on what happened a week ago. I mean, they were going to set the tone. And, you know, once we knew that Chris Carson was out and Rashad Penny, he got hurt early in the game. He tried to return. But they were going to go running back by committee. And and Russell Wilson, he he had two attempts for two yards. So they did a nice job keeping him in the pocket, forcing him to throw. He only completed 14 passes for 207 yards.
0: Um, He was sacked four times. And hit an additional six times. Chandler Jones got him twice. Marcus Golden once, his 10th of the season. And we mentioned the Simmons sack as well. Of those 207 passing yards, 115 went to Tyler Lockett. That was the only player that the Cardinals had trouble. And they lost him a couple of times, but it's hard to stop everyone and i'll certainly take what the defense gave everyone on sunday even if that means someone gets over 100 yards receiving or over 100 yards rushing or you have that 300 yard passer
1: yeah listen and vance every game goes into we have to stop this guy contain this guy you're not going to be able to do it in in you know, kind of like Cooper Cup against the Cardinals. I mean, sometimes they just have our number. He's he's played very well against us, but look at D.K. Metcalf, targeted eight times, four catches, 31 yards, pedestrian. Gerald Everett, who's been a nice addition, you would think he'd be the safety net if he can't throw. He had three catches for 37 yards. And otherwise, from that, they only completed 14 passes. So, yeah, I mean, the whole D.K. Metcalf and, and you know, uh, the physicality, I mean, give the secondary a lot of credit because he didn't make that. His longest catch was 14 yards. When you look at Lockett, he had that 48-yarder and, and that kind of changed field position.
0: Overall, the Cardinals defense, 266 total yards they allowed that's the second best effort of the season 86 rushing yards third time in the past five games they've held an opponent under 100 rushing yards and those rushing totals you know again the per carry average still is not great but it's what the defense only having to play 49 snaps because the Seahawks were only two of ten on third down one of those third downs came early in the game, and the second one not until the second half. So consistently getting off the field on third down because they were well rested, because the offense was on the field for so long that the defense could take a break, and then field refreshed when they got back on the football field.
1: Yeah, and we go back to the Carolina game. Carolina, they converted a lot on third down, which kept the Cardinals defense on the field. Here they were 2 for 10 and 0 for 1 on fourth down, so... Um, They were able to get them off the field, and it was impressive because you know the last thing you want to do is let them just dink and dunk all the way down the field. And when they get in the red zone, clearly, you know they want touchdowns versus field goals. But the Cardinals' red zone efficiency um, was three out of four, and then um, uh, field okay, red zone efficiency was three out of three. Then they were one for two.
0: So again, when you get down there, you got to score. Two huge red zone stops by the defense forcing field goals in the first half, specifically in that second quarter. Jason Myers, 27, 27-yard 27 field goals. Two 27-yard field goals. We talked about this a year ago <laughs> with Zane Gonzalez. 27-yard field goals should not be kicked. That Again, that, that That's a failure extra, on the offense. Yeah, extra points are 33 yards? Yes. Yeah.
1: That, that I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how close you are. But at that point, Cardinals weren't scoring 30 points. Pete's thinking, I'm going to – You know, I'm going to try to chip away here and hopefully Colt McCoy is going to throw us the ball and just didn't happen.
0: Yeah, no turnovers by Colt McCoy, no takeaways by the Cardinals' defense, but the numbers now Cardinals defensively number four in scoring defense, 18.4. They are number three in scoring offense, 28.2, but Let's go back and give this defense some props when it comes to the run defense because that's been the bugaboo for this team all season long. Last week, the Panthers had 10 runs of 10 or more yards. On Sunday, the Seahawks only had three. One was that 18-yard run by Rashad Penny. They had another one in the second quarter for 11 yards. And then DJ Dallas on third and one in the fourth quarter had 15 yards. That's it. Otherwise, they shut down the run forcing Russell Wilson to throw the football one of your keys from Friday's show and Wilson unsuccessful he misfired on 12 of his 26 passing attempts
1: and he says he's healthy and all that But I I mean like I said they knew they knew coming off a a game where they didn't score a single point so I'm sure the point of emphasis was you know I didn't know about the Chris Carson until Friday but clearly he, he hasn't been able to play but You would have thought they would have tried to go – and they did try to go up-tempo a little bit um, because usually when you get a first down, now all of a sudden you're trying to gain some momentum. But really, Vance Joseph had a really good game plan, and I just like the way the Cardinals tackled and the way they got off the field. Now, I thought Buda missed a couple tackles. I think it's because of how anxious and he he wants to get to the ball quickly. Um, But again, I'll take my chances with him all day.
0: Chandler Jones with two sacks. He now has eight on the season. Marcus Golden with 10. But it's what Chandler Jones does against Russell Wilson and specifically what he does at Lumen Field. This is an unbelievable stat, Bird Gang. Two sacks. Jones now has 12.5 sacks in six career games in Seattle. That leaves him tied for 10th all-time in sacks at that stadium, although he's never played for the seattle seahawks he and russell (laughs) wilson get together every single time and it's never good for russell wilson but chandler jones might be coming into his own but again you're forcing an offense to throw the football and third and long then russell wilson mark excuse me Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden, those guys can drop back, pin their ears back, as they like to say, and then really concentrate on rushing the passer.
1: Yeah, when I woke up yesterday before I went to church, I I, I would you know just have my phone and I'm just maybe something I missed the night before. So I look at it and Chandler Jones tweets out like it's six in the morning and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I, said, I mean, get some sleep. We need you this afternoon. And I guess he told Kingsbury that, you know, I don't, I got you today. I got you. And it's nice to see because he's worked so hard, and I know quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball, and it wasn't like I put him on alert last year. I just say I want to see more from him. I want to see some one-on-one matchups and going against Dwayne Brown. And he was he was, he was was the Chandler Jones that we saw, you know, maybe in the first couple of weeks of the season where, yeah, he may not have all the stats, but he's creating pressure and knockdowns. Um, he's forcing the, the offense to change what they want to do, and that means other guys are coming in and cleaning up.
0: Four tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks, three quarterback hits, and one forced fumble, filling up the stat sheet. He blew up a run play as well, so it's not always just about getting to the quarterback. But Chandler Jones stood out. Jordan Hicks led the team with eight tackles. Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, each had six tackles in that ball game, but not a lot of tackles, and that's good because you're only running 49 plays. You're only on the field for 49 snaps as a defense. Who was well rested that entire game?
1: And you know, besides Jalen Thompson, which we know he's a hit-seeking missile, he kind of reminds me of uh, Chuck Cecil. Not from a standpoint; he's obviously going to get fined. But Hicks, linebacker; Simmons, linebacker; Zach Allen, um, defensive lineman; Chris Jones—they led this uh, Chandler Jones—they led this team in tackles, where you didn't have a bunch of. Secondary guys making all you, you still have Thompson at number two, and then Baker was behind um, Chandler Jones. But then you had Marcus Golden, Lucky Foe, Um And then all of a sudden, Marcos Wilson and Byron Murphy come in there. So that's, that's encouraging where you're getting tackles from your front seven versus secondary. And you made a point to me earlier that Buda was playing a little bit more in the box. So that, you know, and, and maybe that's what the again, that's Vance just saying. I'm better than you. I'm going to bring some pressure from other sides.
0: Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. The one negative from Sunday, and thankfully it happened in a win, is Matt Prater and three missed kicks, two field goals, a PAT, the first three missed kick game of his career, leaving seven points on the field. I went back and watched the PAT snap a first missed kick the PAT after the second Zach Ertz touchdown the snap back to Andy Lee was a little wide whether that played a factor Bo Brinkley his second game as the long snapper the field goal that was missed of 39 yards that was left might have been more of weather related the fact that that was very he was kicking into the wind and in the second field goal that was missed in the second half Left on a 36-yard attempt. The laces were out. Now, again, it's a brand-new long snapper. Second game with Brinkley. Andy Lee is a tremendous holder. It was just off for whatever reason. I'm not concerned about it. Kingsbury didn't sound concerned about it. It is a little bit alarming, but at the end of the day, you win by 10, and I'd much rather have that kind of a game from a quality kicker as opposed to, hey, for a while there in that game, MJ. It looked like those missed kicks were going to come back to haunt the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, seven points there. That just goes to show you how valuable Aaron Brewer is.
0: I mean,
1: I mean, these guys have done it. Usually if you're a long snapper, you can have a nice career, but a lot of times, you know, you know, some of the guys from uh, that in the Panthers, I mean, you can last 10, 12, 14 years, so guys like Dale Hellistray. But when you change that position, and, and Andy Lee is a really good uh, holder. I mean, he, he, he can get the laces down, spin the ball, uh, but it's really what, that's where it all starts. So, uh, again, uh, I trust Prater in a big spot. I know he's clutched from 50. Uh, I did, I, you know, listening to Cal, uh, Paul Calvisi in the broadcast, it did sound like the one end, the, the win was definitely a factor. Uh, but I'm sure he doesn't have any excuses. His wife had a, their fourth child last week, so he was fired up. Uh, and, and the fact that he was able to be there for the birth, and then he got to the game and all that stuff. So, um, again, it didn't affect him, but those little things when you get to the postseason, they mean
0: something. And I don't have an update on Aaron Brew outside of this fact that he's on injured reserve with a broken forearm or arm. I can't remember what specific, but how long that takes to heal, who knows. But better to get this stuff worked out now because when do we talk about special teams? when things go wrong that's the only time we talk about special teams and things went wrong on sunday yeah and they got to go to
1: chicago and the weather first week in december the weather could be you know cold it could be sleet you can have rain so and those are those always factors obviously Um, They'll have plenty of time to practice, and and Jeff Rogers, he's a really good special teams coach, so he'll hammer that down when it comes to the snap, the hold, and the kick.
0: A reminder, Bird Gang, send your favorite Cardinals players to the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas on Sunday, February 6th. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl votes. Vote early. Vote often. Voting runs through December 16th. Plenty of players deserving after a 9-2 and two starts going into this bye. And before we close up shop here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, you look at the NFC West. Cardinals comfortably in front. A game-and-a-half lead on the Rams. But more importantly, MJ, 4-0 in the division. They will not have the tiebreaker disadvantage when it comes to division record over anyone else, the Rams are 1-2, the 49ers 1-3, Seahawks 1-2 in the division. Cardinals have guaranteed themselves at no worst the best record tied with perhaps the Rams or the Seahawks, but one more division win, and they will be first in the division as far as the number of division wins.
1: And what do we focus on the last couple years? You know, last year they they beat the uh, 49ers in week one. And they beat the Seahawks. They're two and then they finished two and four. And the fact that they they they've done really well on the road, but division games, conference games, they come back at the end when it comes to tiebreakers, so they don't have to worry about that. But that that that's making progress. That that's one thing that, it, it's nice to be, you know, nine and two, but also it's nice to be unbeaten in your division because those are the every team's goal when they when they meet before the season starts in training camp win your division you win your division you're guaranteed to host a playoff game and then everything else is seedings and that was the goal and you have to take care of business in your own division if you even want to be in the conversation when it
0: comes to a higher seat division tiebreaker head-to-head then record within the division that's why to your point it's so important now when you look at the conference the cardinals nine and two they've got a one game lead on the packers who are eight and three packers have lost two of three they host the rams coming up later on this week cowboys at seven and three they've lost two of three they'll host the raiders coming up on thanksgiving Buccaneers 6-3, they play later on Monday Night Football. The Rams, the 5-seed, the Vikings, the 6-seed. Saints at 5-5 five and five are the 7-seed. The 49ers, they've moved up into the 8th spot at 5-5, five and five, but they lose the tiebreaker with the Saints based on strength of victory. So there is a great deal of separation now between the Cardinals and everyone else as far as the rest of the wildcard winners because, as we've talked about, You don't win your division, all of a sudden you go from the one seed to, at no worst, a five seed. So that's something that the Cardinals would like to avoid. But first and foremost, win the division, and the Cardinals put themselves in great position with one more win to secure a division victory.
1: Yeah, and and I think, you know, coming out of the bye week, normally they're going to go at the players – get some downtime but normally at the bye week and maybe they did this maybe after the Thursday night you do a little self-evaluation and self-scouting self-scouting exactly uh would they do good what can we work on obviously you know the the rush defense is something that is going to be discussed but you know it's a game-to-game proposition but also playing much better at home and you made a great point last night and those two losses they turn the ball over five times so that that will show, I think, getting your, play, your your starting players back will be more complimentary football. But that's something that I can work on. Um, but I'm not going to nitpick here. I'm, I'm thrilled where they are right now, and I think sky's the limit. They, they get their stars back and five-star players and six games to go,
0: three on the road, three at home. Let's tee it up. A tremendous start to the 2021 season. It's not over with yet, but 9-2, and 4-0 of oh, the division. Sounds very, very good for the Arizona Cardinals. The last word goes to Cliff Kingsbury. Asked about heading into the bye week. Is it coming at a good time? You can debate yes or no. Here's Kingsbury. Quote, I feel tired. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. And you know what, Bird Gang? We are as well. Programming note, our last show of the week is right now. We're going to take some time off as well, MJ. Celebrate what has been a phenomenal season. And again, Props to you, everyone behind the scenes, Tim Delaney, Jim Omohundro, everyone within the organization, our 500th show here on Cardinals Cover 2.
1: And we can't thank uh, the fan base, the Bird Gang, the Red Sea, because we're the engine for the fans. And if you've listened to the show over a period of time, we really don't deal with a lot of speculation and hypotheticals. We try to bring it straight to you. And uh, this has been a great year, so let's keep it going because right now, This is the start of making a run to the Super Bowl, and I can say that with conviction. This is not a fluke. It's sustainable, and this team has earned the right to go into the bye week with the best record in football.
0: Well said. And on that note, we'll put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Almahondro For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you following... The Thanksgiving holiday here on Cardinals Cover 2.